I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. Straighten the old tie here. All right, let's tweet out this good old link. All right, that is tweeted. They're two and zero oh, now. I can never take off this suit. This is this is bigger than the orange tuxedo at this point. Uh, oh, seventy people here already. All right. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio's Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I am your director of fun and games for the evening. As you can see, I am in my festive attire. Went out to NYC, wasn't able to join you last night after the big win, but this is the biggest win of the season right here. This game we just watched against Washington, 6-3 victory over the, uh, are they still leading the division? Over the division leading Washington Capitals, biggest win of the season. What a game. Uh, when they needed the effort, they absolutely got it. Um, they had a good lead at the end, but you just you get nervous. It was great to get that uh, great to get that empty net goal. Oscar Lindblom gets his first. Uh, we got the lineup we've been dying for. Of course, Raffle went and got hurt. Hopefully, he's okay. Uh, upper body injury wasn't able to return, but uh, we finally got the lineup we wanted. And look what happened. They looked like a competent team. Put up six on the Caps. Um, just what a what a win. Uh, I predicted the five-game winning streak uh, heading into the showdown with Pittsburgh on, uh, what is that, next Sunday? Yeah, next Sunday. They, of course, lost the first of those five to Columbus, have since ba- bounced back with two wins, cannot wait to do BSH Radio tomorrow night. But I am here with you, and after that big win, I don't have a whole lot. I just want to talk to you guys. Let's hear what you have to say about that one. Uh, first, 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 however... Woo! All right, let's get started. I'm scrolling up as far as I can go, and then we'll get started. You look smashing, Bill. Well, thank you, Elizabeth. Uh, great game, styling and profiling. What up, Bill? How's it going, Chris? What a hell of a win. Great win today. Big four-point weekend. I said on uh, the Big Daddy Graham show on WIP on uh, Thursday night, Friday morning, whatever you want to call it, uh, they needed at least three points. I said if they lost on Saturday, the season was over, uh, and they needed three points from this weekend. They come out and get four. Jeez, uh, what a uh, what a turnaround! You know, uh, heading into this weekend, we were all kind of doom and gloom. Even I was starting to waver from my optimism, but four point weekend, right back in it now. Looking forward to the playoffs, and this lineup has to stick. This lineup absolutely has to stick. Held a lead. I'm gonna faint. Yeah, when they gave up, when they gave up that one, I was starting to go, oh no. But uh, hey, you know, get the empty empty netter. Looks like a plus three for me. 
Martha's Vineyard here. I don't even know where that is, but it sounds like it's not close. Total ice time for Laterra and Manning, zero minutes. And look what happens. So that's Bill's new style, LOL. Yes, yes. You should dress up like this every post game. I would have a fun costume to wear for every post game if I could afford it. We have scored 10 goals this weekend. G has one point. Depth is the depth is the difference. What have we been saying? Uh, and it was a team that couldn't score unless it was Giroux uh, coming into this weekend. Um, you know, when everyone steps up, when things are optimized, when the matchups are right, this team can score. They have a lot of offensive talent. Uh, you know, what they lack on the back end and maybe still a big question mark in net, but uh, this team can score goals and, and when things uh, when the full depth of the uh, offense is there. And I include Sanheim in the offensive depth. When you can put out that many defensemen who can move the puck, you're going to score goals, and that's what happened today. Are you in your bathroom? Who has a dropkick Murphy sign in their bathroom? Everyone just commenting on the suit. I guess I should have expected that. Limblom, two points, two games. Let the onslaught begin. Yeah, I feel like he's going to be a point-of-game player from here on out. What was this game? 73 for the Flyers, so some quick math. Nine games left. Uh, yeah, he's going to end with 11 points in 11 games. Needed to win both games this weekend, considering the tough road trip coming up, Pittsburgh, Dallas, Colorado. Yeah, I said uh, three out of four points was absolutely necessary. Uh, getting both wins is just huge. When, uh, TK is going to have 100-plus points next year. What a game for the kid. Nice fight with OG. Oshi. Oshi can scrap, too. Uh, you know, gets, uh, gets just so much has changed for this kid in a year. Think about what we were thinking about Travis Konechny last year. Not him personally. Um, you know, we always had hope in his potential. But we're, we're at this point last year, you know, is he on the fourth line at this point? I'm thinking, you know, he's just done. He's not like I, – I was just positive he was just worn out. Like the grind of the NHL had worn him down, and we're still thinking about the scratchings and just his usage and all that stuff. Think about everything you've been thinking about, uh, Travis Konechny, a year ago and now, what a difference a year makes. First the orange tux, now the Dangerfield Shamrock Ensemble. Uh, I met Voracek the other day at the mall. Since then, he's gotten a goal a game. Let's continue that. Uh, hang out at the mall, Layla. You just need to be chilling at that mall. Well, Morozik gets his fifth win, so there goes the draft pick. JK, who cares when you get the points? Yeah, I mean um, – you know, I was pretty, I was pretty excited about Morozik. I thought he had a lot of potential. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they tender him. Interesting to see if they resign him. Um, I still think he has potential. I like a lot of things he does, but he hasn't been great. Uh, he made some big saves today. I still think his biggest issue, uh, rebound control, is there and not. Sometimes he has a long rebound, but it's like he placed it. Uh, other times, it's just you know the thing pops out and in the middle of nowhere, but I love his aggression. I love his puck handling. I like goalies who come out of their crease. I like goalies who do the things he does. Um, he's been a little slow recovering. Crossing plays, things of that nature, seem to catch him a lot. Uh, going one way, and then he's got to come back, and he, he's just not even close. That happened a couple times. Uh, but, yeah, it looks like that. I guess the fourth becomes a third now, uh, and then it's an, it's an extra pick if they keep him, so we'll see about that. 
I thought McDonald had a pretty good game. If he played like that more often, he would make a good NHL third-pairing defenseman. This is what we've been saying on BSH Radio about McDonald a lot. Um, my biggest problem with McDonald this year was that they had two guys in the lineup who like weren't – and. This includes Gudis, who, with Manning, just wasn't as good. Uh, you see Radko Gudis much better today. He made that big mistake on the uh, on the pinch, but um, just played better without Brandon Manning. Uh, my issue, I've been saying with Andrew McDonald, is that, like, you know, if you have good depth in front of him and he's on your third pair, it's fine. When there are two guys in the lineup that might not, like, he might be better than them, you're in trouble, and that's what we saw. And then just uh, one quick fix: put him with Sanheim, a good partner. You have the good second pair or the good first pair, and uh, you can get by with a Hey Gudis third pairing. That's a fine pairing. Matt Reed looked good, especially at the end. That's that's Matt Reed's specialty: penalty kill, end of game, empty net situations. That Matt's that's Matt Reed's specialty. Who would have thought that Manning would sit? I mean, really. And uh, look at that, like. Uh, you know, it took 81 games last year for um, for Vandevelde to sit. I have the – let me see if I can find the tweet quickly about when the last time he was a healthy scratch was. Uh, that's not going to help me. Where are you, Manning tweet? October 21st was the last time Brandon Manning was a healthy scratch. Um it's been a long time. <laughs> Felt a W when I saw the lineup for tonight. You know, when you put your best players on the ice, your best chance of good results happen. I know that's like the most obvious shit in the world, but look where we are. <laughs> what do we complain about every week? Hopefully the losing streak is over. Well, they won two in a row, so the losing streak is over. Flyers winning again. Feels good to have a lineup without Manning, Weiss, Laterra. I hope TK and Raffle are okay. TK got a couple more shifts. Um, it looked like he got hit in both thighs, uh, like above the knee, which is going to swell up and hurt like hell. But um, usually not like the, uh, the ankle, side of the foot, top of the foot kind of uh, – breaks or serious swelling that can prevent you from playing. So hopefully he's all right. He did hurt his hand in the fight, but it just looked like a, a cut from, from a visor probably. Good has had a rough game again. I thought he was hit and miss today. Uh, the goal uh, on the, when he pinched and gave up the, the odd man rush, that was a bad play, but I thought he was hit and miss today better than he's been with Manning much better. PK has looked better since Reed has come back up. Why hasn't he been here all year? You know, that's just one thing I was wondering was, uh, you know, if you're going to have Weiss and then Laterra in the lineup and you're going to use Laterra to kill penalties and you, you realize he's a fourth liner, like, all right, he's not giving you any offense. He's going to kill penalties. He's whatever. Why not just have Matt Reed, who's probably just better Yuri Laterra at this point? Like, I, that's been bothering me all year. I would Listen, they, his contract's up after this year. He's not going to be back. They just thought they could park him in the AHL for a year. Um, you know, but I think they were also kind of banking on capping or banking his cap space as well. He's got a pretty big cap hit. Uh, every day that you're under the cap, you get to bank that space. And they were kind of doing that. They they saved like 1.2 or 
something like that uh, on the cap with him down there. So uh, I think it was a number of things, mostly just like if we send Laterra down, if we send Weiss down, these guys have term left. You know, Reed is just the guy we can, at the end of the year, say see you to. So they still controlled their own destiny despite the losing string. They managed to get back on tra- get it back on track. Now they now they need to keep it up. And your next two games very winnable at Detroit on Tuesday, home versus the Rangers on Thursday. So, you know. Get these next get these next four points because then you have Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh at Dallas at Colorado three games in a row. So you need to get these next two wins. Have a four game winning streak going into Pittsburgh next Sunday. <laughs> Last night I correctly predicted that Limblom would score his first goal today, so I predict uh, we'll win a playoff round and get Eric Carlson cheaply. Get it to the bank. There you go, Brian. I like it. I like it. Do the frequency of the Provorov turnovers concern you for this season? No, I actually like it. Um, The guys who turn the puck over the most are the guys who handle the puck the most. I want Provorov handling the puck. He's only going to get better at it. Um, That's it. I I want him taking risks. I want him making mistakes because it's just one more thing he'll be good at later. The ghost goal from G was classic PlayStation EA NHL goal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, that's the you, – you take the bad shot, like, at the end of a shift just to get your first line out there for that offensive zone faceoff just to pump it back to the point kind of goal. That was absolutely EA NHL goal. Fly, flyers, fly. Absolutely, John. I like these flyers. These flyers are good. Uh, yeah, you, there's, it's night and day uh, how we think about them after wins and losses. We are so overreactive. I am with you. You know, I've been trying to stay positive, but, uh, you know, a couple losses there. I'm starting to really, really get down on this team, but can't say anything but, uh, can't say anything but positives after, you know, two huge wins to, you know, keep themselves in it and continue trolling their, controlling their own destiny, as John said. Just to get over that hump after the second last night, come alive in the third period to pull it out on Saturday, and then tonight, uh, great. Yeah, it was it was great. It was a, can't say anything bad about it. I love the future of our forward group with TK Patrick and Limblom, not to mention the remaining prospects. Absolutely, and I really just that Patrick Limblom Voracek line could be such a force in the playoffs. When you see the way they play, when you see the way they could be a uh, capable of dominating down low. And it's great to get Wayne Simmons going again, too. You know, you get him on that third line. Uh, looked like they were experimenting with uh, Raffle up top and uh, me down uh, down a line, but uh, move that around. You just got to love the depth. And like you said, more coming. Konechny is starting to become my favorite player on the team. He had that potential. Uh, you could see a little bit of that last year. He's got the flash. He's a lot of fun. And he, you know, drops the gloves tonight, blocks a couple of shots, gets physical. He's got all the tools, absolutely. Good depth today, obviously, to keep us even keeled, though, that Provery coverage on Ovi's goal. I mean, yeah, it was a bad play by Provorov. Also, that was Alex Ovechkin's 601st goal. 
He does it to everybody. You know, Ovechkin's going to score. The idea is to keep everyone else off the board. You know, he's going to get his. It's going to be one play in a game where Ovechkin gets freezed. Best player on the ice most times he's on the ice. And what did he do outside of that today? Where are you, Ovi? Two shots on goal, one giveaway, one takeaway. You know, Ovechkin plays close to 19 minutes, gets two shots on goal. I'll take it every time. I really think they should have sent Weiss to the Phantoms instead of Reed. I don't get Hexy sometimes. Weiss has, uh, Weiss has um, two more years on his deal, and it was just one of those things. You're looking, hopefully, we can get something else out of him. Um, if, if we send him to the Phantoms, it's kind of like, see you later, buddy. Uh, and you kind of lost him. And I don't know. The, I get it, but also at the same time, I think Matt Reed is better than him. So, you know, I would have kept Matt Reed, but when you're looking at all the different aspects of it, cap-wise, bigger picture, who's going to be here next year and stuff like that, I, I, I understand it. But, yeah, Matt Reed's a better player. How did Couturier flub that easy 30th? He waited until Eller was right on him. Yeah, he tried to get to the forehand. He tried to wait it out until he was right there just to make sure he got it. And, you know, they, it caught up to him. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I was just yelling, be right-handed. Uh, on that one. Flyers still need to make the playoffs for the third to become, for the pick to become, that's right. It was make the playoffs and he gets five regular season wins. And then, uh, then, okay. Yeah. It becomes a second. If he like, if they get to the Eastern conference final and he wins five or six games in the playoffs, something like that. That second line has become complete dominance. Yeah. Like I was just saying, you see what they could do in their cycle game. They're all guys who like to control the puck down low. Uh, they're all guys with good vision. It could be it could be a lot of fun to watch that line. I can't wait to see them in the playoffs. When the hell does Florida make up those games? That's a great question. Going to be an exciting end of the season. Looks like we've got this turnaround and are poised for a nice little winning streak. Woo! This team wins and loses in bunches. Right now they're winning. Hey, Bill Morozik is still letting three goals in a game, something to worry about or no. I mean, I don't – I look at what happened on the play more often than volume, like total number of goals, because not all goals are created equally. The things that wor worry me about Peter Morozik is his um, over-aggression and his inability to recover. I love that he comes out and challenges shooters. I'm very much into that style of goaltending. However – on crossing plays, he's slow to get over them. He's not able to cut down back that angle. It looks like he takes a like a long route to get over instead of cutting back. I don't know. It's uh that's what uh, concerns me most about Morozik is the uh, his inability to recover and rebounds. Um, those are the things that kill me most. Not so much about the number of goals. Um, he made some big saves today, and you need that. However, kind of want to see what Alex Lyon can do. You have another winnable game against uh, a. You want to play Morozik against his old team? I'm not playing that game this late in the season. I would like to see what Alex Lyon could do with another game, maybe uh, maybe go from there, and then, you know, that's how you make your mind about who plays on Thursday. 
Is Gudis the new whipping boy in the blue line now that Manning is benched? I think Gudis is going to continue to improve away from Manning. Uh, he made that one bad play today uh, that led to the odd man rush goal, but I think he was better uh, today without Manning. And, um, hey, if Gudis is your worst defenseman, or if Gudis's pair is your worst pair, you know, and he has a functional partner that isn't Brandon Manning, Haig is such an upgrade there. And they were still able to win some games with that pairing. So hopefully that's just your third pair and they're able to, you know, with their least amount of ice time, do something with it. Hello from Missouri. What's up, Denny from Missouri? I think that Lindblom finally got that monkey off his back. There's a good chance the floodgates could open and they might start pouring in. Yeah, buddy. Sean, I agree. I mean, if he just converts on some of the opportunities, they said, uh, I think on the broadcast, they said um, 18 scoring chances in his first uh, 13 games. So if he keeps creating chances the way he was, there's absolutely no way they're going to stay out of the net. You saw that today. Finally gets a, Finally gets a good look. Beautiful shot, beautiful goal. Mrazik better watch out after that amazing performance from Lyon last night. Hey, push each other. Uh, you know, this coach, while all the uh, evidence points otherwise that he just likes to ride one goalie into the ground, this has always been the this team has always been the last three years. Oh, we're gonna have a tandem. Maybe we have a tandem right now. That said, I'm gonna see Lyon on uh, Tuesday and then kind of make my mind up from there about who plays Thursday. You think Sanheim will remain with the team for the rest of the season? I think he has to now. I don't think there's any way. Uh, I don't think there's any way you can send him down. Uh, this was the biggest win of the season for a coach who, in the past, has you know kind of been like, ah, oh, well, you don't want to break things up after a win. You can't do it now. I mean, this was the biggest win of the year. Amazing what can happen when you have a real NHL lineup out there. Now can we get Lear in for Philpola? Well, Philpola is a center, so Lear's not going to play for him. Uh, and Taylor Lear does nothing. I mean, he does nothing for me. Uh, yeah, I'd rather him in there when our choices were Weiser Laterra, but right now, unless they're going to call up a, uh, a center from the Phantoms, Philpola is your fourth best option. Can we keep this lineup, please, for the love of God? That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking after today's game. Philpola has looked just fine. He has the last couple games. Um, you know, he had the he had the big goal last night on the breakaway. He looked pretty good today, a uh, couple, couple good plays. Maybe he's just getting in playoff form, getting ready, veteran down the stretch. This is what he's here for. Uh, if we can limit his ice time and kind of play matchups with him, uh, I, I the fact that my biggest problem with Philpola um, recently, especially, was that Hack was using him as like, okay, this is our shutdown line. Philpola is going to be our third line center, and he and Raffle and Simmons are going to be a shutdown line. That made no sense. Philpola is too slow to skate with a, a first or a second line center. Just is. Um, if you're able to play matchups with them and kind of shelter that line a little and get them into the offensive zone where they could do some damage, see what happens with uh, see what happens with Raffle, but even Wheel maybe a little bit more offensive upside on that line. Definitely not a checking line at that point if it's Wheel in for uh, if it's Wheel in for Raffle, but if you're able to shelter them a little, play matchups, it's a fine line. 
Bill, how should Hack handle the goalies going forward? It makes some sense uh, given Lyon and Morozik equal amounts of starts since we don't know who the playoff goalie will be. Uh, yeah, um, I'd go back to Lyon on Tuesday, and that game decides what happens on Thursday. Uh, do you think Hextall made it clear to Hextall that Manning is the seventh when Haig is when Haig was cleared? Uh, seems like an uh, intervention occurred, or they just like the way he's been playing. Uh, maybe Sanheim has just impressed Hack. Uh, who knows? Um, this is a guy who just takes a long time to come to conclusions, and perhaps he's finally just come to this conclusion. What's up, Hetty? All right, great, great weekend. This win just tops off the weekend and makes it easier to start the work week. Tuesday can't come soon enough. Tuesday is all-you-can-eat wings. Where the hell are there all-you-can-eat wings? Bill, what is the blue flag? Oh, this is uh, – oh, wrong side. I am still so confused by mirror mirror imaging. Uh, blue flag is my 07 Phil's NL East champions flag. The, uh, you know – free blanket you get when you sign up for a credit card at Citizens Bank. I hope Lundqvist doesn't play. Even at 35, he can dominate the Flyers. I don't think it's going to come down to goaltending. They just have to come out and and just just manhandle the Rangers. <laughs> I've won the call-up Sanheim argument. Now we're winning on the Lawton is better. What is our next suggested roster change? Um, at this point, no roster changes. Uh I would like to see Vorobiev or Vecchioni as that uh, eventual Filpola replacement, but I can't. I can't talk about replacing Filpola after this weekend. I can't talk about changing the lineup whatsoever after this weekend. Roll with this until it stops working, and make sure it stops working like two games in a row before you think about making any changes. Watched Haig skate uh, last night in warm-up. Good seeing him play today. Think he makes us so much better. And in the right role, he absolutely makes us better. Uh, is Haig or is Haig Gudis a uh, – is it an ideal duo? No, but as your third, it's just two pretty talented guys. Um, it's as well as you can do for a third pairing. Jake the Snake had a hell of a game. Walt, uh, I don't know, uh, Bermlow from Hebron, Indiana, lifelong Flyers fan, originally from Jersey. What's up, Walter? What do you think of Sandheim with AMAC? Um, kind of like it. Kind of like it. Uh, I think it allows Sandheim to be who he is more. And this is how AMAC utilizes his veteran presence. Everyone talks about how calming he is, both on the ice and in the locker room, just that he's steady. And um, for a guy who had his ups and downs and by his own admission got in his own head, he said he really wasn't happy with uh, the way he was playing right before, uh, of course, he got scratched and then eventually sent down the first time. Um, you know, we're all Andrew McDonald critics, but – if we're going to keep Proverov and Ghost together, which I want to do, um, because they're just they're dynamic. I want other teams to have to deal with those two together. Um, it's a five-man unit when uh, when Proverov and Ghost are on the ice. Um, the opponent, no matter who they have out there, have to be worried about the matchups with all five guys, and that's something 
this team, uh, I, like that's something that can win games for this team, a team that doesn't have the depth. We're, we're praising the depth today because it was good and, you know, they kept the lineup as it should be. But um, realistically, they don't have the depth we want them to eventually. And uh, having those two together is our competitive advantage. Yeah, you know, we might be a little shorter behind them, but when they're on the ice, you're going to have a hell of a time defending us. I thought that outside of the pinch, Gudis was really good today. Yeah, I didn't uh, – Gudis is better away from Manning, and that's obvious. I'm starting to get really down on Gudis as much as I want to blame Brandon Manning for everything. You know, you're, you're responsible for your own play on the ice. That said, uh, I thought he showed that uh, he's better than he's shown recently. How busted are your brackets, Bill? I mean, a 16-1, right? I don't even know. Um, I'm pretty sure Steph picked that 16 over one as a joke and got it, but uh, I have no idea. Someone, if you're a Patreon subscriber and, you, uh, and you're in our bracket challenge, it doesn't look like I'm winning. So unless Steph pulls it out, uh, someone's going to be winning a prize. But, um, yeah, I have no idea. I haven't checked since day one. During the day, not even after that, not even at night. Bill, since Coots will never score his 30th goal, does that mean he's no longer elite? I was really hoping they'd give him that deflection, but the one angle showed clearly he didn't get his stick on it. Then he flubs the uh, the empty netter. Uh, he's still racking up assists, so we'll see. Flyers played with a lot of energy despite, despite playing 22 hours before. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, they scored early in the third, and that was such a big goal. Um to be able to come out and get that early changes the whole dynamic of the period because you know Washington's going to come out hard, and you know you played the night before, and eventually you're just going to get tired. Raffles out, so you're on a short bench. Konechny's gutting it out after a couple of blocked shots, and then he's in the box with a, after for a fight for five minutes, so your bench is even shorter, and they just got through it all today. So, yeah, hell of an effort. Absolutely hell of an effort. For all the times we've come on here and been like, Ah, do you really think they were inspired today and all that stuff? Nothing you can say about today's game. Uh, great win, but we have to accept that the goaltending is going to be Jekyll and Hyde until Elliott gets back, but Morozik was good today. Yeah, I think Morozik was good overall today. More good than bad, but yeah, um, I'm looking forward to Brian Elliott coming back if, in fact, he is going to come back, which they're saying he will. Who knows? I... I have so little faith in all goaltenders that uh, I can't properly explain how little faith I have in all goaltenders because it's all voodoo. I just, I, it's been a problem my entire life and no end in sight. Can't wait for Carter Hart and Felix Sandstrom. Funny how people are not bringing up the Shen deal now that St. Louis, St. Louis, I just read it as St. Louis. Now that St. Louis is out of the playoffs for now, maybe another lottery win. Uh, I was saying this, I think, last post game, and I don't want to look ahead to this stuff because we're in a playoff race, but I just said it last post game. It might not be the worst thing in the world if uh, St. Louis has a little lottery luck, moves up. Uh, it's a top 10 protected pick, so St. Louis would keep it for it till 2019. Might not be the worst thing in the world to have two first round picks uh, come trade deadline, ne come trade deadline next year uh, when this team is really looking to make a move. So. Gudis is the last guy in the NHL that should be wearing white skates. That's good. 
Morozik is really young, correct? Maybe he came into the league too early. Uh, probably, but he was good early. Um, he's 26, which is still – it's not like a skater who's 26. It's younger for a goalie. Uh, I still think there's potential to be tapped with Morozik, but, um, you know. Flyers have a decent goalie coach. They've got the most out of all the goalies they've had the last couple of years. Um, it's just that most of them haven't been very good. But uh, I, I I can't trash Steve Mason. He's okay. They they got consistent play out of a bunch of injury-prone guys is basically what they got. Uh, when they were in there, they weren't bad. But uh, maybe a, a summer with the, with the same goalie coach and going into training camp and getting to know the defense better and all that chemistry stuff and just having, knowing he's got a home and all that, just like get comfortable here. Maybe that would help him. But as of right now, uh, I'm disappointed in Morozik as someone who was excited about the trade and thought there was a lot more there. Patrick is something now. Took half the season to get his NHL legs, but the kid is good. Uh, he also was recovering from an injury uh, that was devastating. Look at what we all thought about Claude Giroux last year. Uh, thought he was done. I was really seriously thinking, like, ooh, if this gets any worse, it's a disaster. Um, those core muscle injuries, they you know, it controls everything. If that's hurt... You're weak in your arms, you're weak in your legs, and then what do you do? You're in the NHL. Uh, he lo- looks like he's gotten a lot stronger, Patrick, uh, since now. It's been a while since the surgery, uh, got over that concussion, and look, he's playing with Jake Voracek, who's really good. I want to hear um, – I, I, I don't see our buddy, who's the, who's the uh, Voracek hater after the last two games. Frost got a goal and an assist today, yeah. Uh – is Morozik fixable with coaching? I think so, but I, you know, I was, I was, I had a lot more hope in him. Um, we'll, we'll see what they, what they plan on doing with him if they plan on keeping him. Is this the, is the D where we want it, Bill? <laughs> is this a real question or? Uh, this is the best. This is the best they can do right now. Um, this defense, as currently constructed. Provorov, uh, Ghost, Sanheim, McDonald. Something oh, my dog just scared the hell out of me. Uh, Provorov, Ghost, Sanheim, McDonald, and uh, Christ, Gudis, and why can't I think of the sixth defenseman all of a sudden? Why is my mind totally blank? I can't remember the guys I said beforehand. Haig, right, because Haig's back in the lineup now. I keep wanting to say Manning and forgot about Haig again. Yeah, so with those six, with the pairs the way they are right now, I think this is the best they can do. If we do better than average and Elliott comes back and is 100% by postseason, does he have to take over the number one spot, or does Morozik keep playing till he loses? Um, I'm looking to split time with Morozik and Lyon right now until one really takes it, and right now Lyon's kind of ahead. But Morozik just won you the biggest game of the season, so I'm not, like, totally down on Morozik. But uh, right now I'm starting Lyon, and then that depends on what I do on Tuesday, and then it depends on um, – or then that decides what I do Thursday, and then it depends when uh, Elliot gets back. Like, if Elliot doesn't play a game in the regular season, really hard to throw him in there uh, in that number one spot. Uh, for just for the playoff run, um, equally as hard to start Alex Lyon in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, Brozic's had his uh, quite a few hiccups in his time here. So it's going to be interesting down the stretch what they do with net. Uh, guys, 
we have a goalie controversy in Philadelphia. It's not even really a controversy. It's just a question. We just have a big question mark at goaltender in Philadelphia. Who would have thunk it? This team is so bipolar. They could get in the playoffs, win 12 straight, and then get swept in embarrassing fashion in the final, which wouldn't necessarily make me upset. Uh, you know. Got to remember, Patrick didn't play the second half of last year, missed most of the summer conditioning with surgeries, jumped up a level, and then got a concussion. Just, kid just needed time to get in game shape. Yeah, there were a lot of things holding him back, like um, being in game shape, the injury he had last year, just, you know, and getting used to a whole new level, getting used to teammates, all of a sudden, for the first time in his life, not being the best player. Like, there are so many things that go into it. You know, moving to Philadelphia, being an adult for the first time. These are things that happen regularly in sports that we don't fully wrap our minds around. Because, like, ah, that's his job, you know. But, like, they do affect a person. Like, there are so many things that come along with being the number two overall pick, being 19 years old, and just jumping into the NHL. And, uh... He's adapted quite well. And, of course, you know, uh, Heashier gets off to the fast start. So it's like, oh, look at the guy. Looks like they made the right choice. Nolan Patrick was consensus number one for a year. And all of a sudden, you know, Heashier goes, devils grab him. And, you know, oh, my God, sky's falling. And, you know, I said all along I wasn't worried about Patrick's long-term potential. But in the first half of the year, I was disappointed in his production and um, was really hoping for more than the – zero he was giving them and this is the one thing um this is the thing i think i'm crediting hackstall with most this year because um we had a situation where like you know couturier to number one center we all knew Couturier was good. So uh, jump, bumping him to number one c took some confidence but you're putting him with Giroux and Voracek to start the year it was like, okay, we're putting two first-line wingers with him, and he's a really good defensive center. This should get him – no one thought he was going to be this good. I sure as hell didn't. Um, but it wasn't that big of a leap. Um, then moving Konechny up, that's another thing I'll put there. But, you know, at a certain point, you just got to put good players with good players, and that's what they did. And they needed to bump four check down just to give you some depth, just to give you some depth because you had no depth. And uh, Provorov and Ghost pairing, something I want to, you know, not something I thought Hack was going to do. Just didn't see it coming. Didn't think he was going to make Shane a number one defenseman. Just uh, didn't think he was going to put his two best guys together there and just a number of things. But that's but sticking with Nolan Patrick and not scratching him, not doing the stuff that you did with Ghost, not doing the stuff that you did with, uh, with Konechny, not doing the stuff that you did with Sanheim. I think that was really like something that we overlook a little. And that's the thing I like credit Hackstall with the most when he was bad. It's like, you know, last year it was like, well, is Konechny really that bad? Or is it just like he wants to play offense and you're just asking to like, you know, play defense and yeah, he needs to play defense, but he's, he's like our best skater. We kind of need him out there. And yeah, ghost is missing the net a lot. And his plus minus is bad, but is it really him when, you know, both goalies stink. Uh, and that that's just what was happening. And, there were underlying circumstances with Patrick, but also he didn't look good. Uh, he was getting killed, and they stuck with him, and he got through it, and now we're seeing the fruits of that, and that's the thing I want to credit Hack with the most. Raffle Hurt with upper body who takes his spot. I assume Latera works his way back into the lineup. Uh, they had Wheel with uh, 
with Philpola and Simmons. So I assume that'll stay together. Top two lines stay the same. Uh, Philpola centering Wheel and Simmons. And then you have Lawton centering Laterra and Reed. Oof. Almost rather bump Wheel down uh, to that line just to give it some speed and then say uh, Lawton and Simmons, you got to carry Laterra. You know, get into the offensive zone. Maybe he can throw some pucks at you. If Philpola is Hacks Vandevelde this season, I can live with it. Same. You know, that's a huge upgrade. Uh, think what you will about Valtteri Philpola. He's a big upgrade over Chris Vandevelde. Would rather see Aubé Kubel uh, in Wheels Place next year if he can handle it. I'd like to see him win the spot. Uh, you know, I'm not – I want – Jordan Wheel and Michael Roffel and Scott Lawton to be this team's fourth line. Like, that's what I would love. A skilled, fast, good forechecking fourth line uh, that can put the puck in the net every now and then and just give you good, solid play. Uh, problem is, third line has to be much better. I think if Morozik gets good coaching in the offseason, he'll be a good, not great, starting goalie. Um, yeah, when we acquired him, when the Flyers acquired Morozik, I said he's a number one. Uh, he should be a starter in this league, and this is his opportunity to do it. Uh, if they decide to keep him with uh, with good coaching, yeah, I think he could become a decent, you know, top half of the league. Uh, you know, not top five, but top half of the league, uh, number one goaltender, which is better than we've gotten consistently. Uh, you know, there have been stretches when Neuvert was awesome. There have been stretches when Elliott was awesome. There have been stretches when Mason, Mason was awesome. But if we could get, like, 55 solid starts out of somebody, that would be incredible. Ride Lion. I don't want to ride anybody unless, like, it's absolutely necessary. I want to see Lion on Tuesday. I've said this, like, a hundred times. The people who have been here for the whole 41 minutes probably want to jump out of a window. There's a hundred of you still here, though, so that's crazy. But I I want to start Lion on Tuesday, and if he plays great, if he plays well, play him on Thursday. If not, we're going back to Morozik, and someone is going to win or lose this job. How do we beat Washington but lose to Columbus? Bobrovsky. I mean, you watched that game. Like, yeah, the Flyers didn't necessarily – like, yeah, the Flyers lost that game. But, come on, Bobrovsky was incredible. Limblom is wearing the flare robe. Woo! Oh, yeah, I mean, first goal, baby. Muse and the Phantoms shut out Springfield. Phantoms back-to-back -back shutouts. Phantoms are still good. Matt Reed should have been killing penalties on this team all season. And that's another thing. Like, if we have determined that guys are just going to play despite their limitations because we need penalty kill specialists, looking at you last year, Chris Vandevelde, like, we just said it's a good upgrade if Philpola is this year's Vandevelde. Like, if Matt Reed was this year's Vandevelde and we have all the good players in front of him, you know, if we're not tying him to Couturier and we have, you know, the lines set up the way they are and we're seeing Reed all year for Laterra or Weiss, Probably a much better penalty kill. He's just better at it. It's something he's been good at the whole time he's been in the league. That's been the number one thing. It's why he made the team. Like, yeah, it was, oh, my God, he's a 20-goal scorer too? Cool. Uh, but, like, the reason he was here because he was a responsible two-way forward. He's good in the neutral zone. He's good penalty killing. Like, he should have been here. But, like I said, lots of other circumstances contractually. Uh 
Morozik won't play in his return to Detroit. It's like a WWE superstar winning in their hometown. Is Haig still the lead leader in hits after missing some games? Let's check. Let's check the old stat book. Load stats. No, not standing. Stats. There we go. NHL. Player, people hate on NHL.com, but for what I need it for, it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, I use other sites for, you know, the quote-unquote advanced numbers and all that kind of stuff, but uh, hits, yes, still still up. 235 hits, Chris Wagner, 233. Uh, let's see, hits a game. Ah, that's just nonsense. Robert Haig has 3.4 hits a game. Comparatively, Zach Ronaldo has 3.6 hits a game. That's fun. That's fun stuff. Uh, if they keep Mirazik, it will be similar to Mason, signed to a one-year 1 1.5 to 2 million deal. If they tender him, it's the same as offering him a 4.35. Yeah, they're not. I doubt they're going to get him in at that. Uh, if they were to resign him, if they negotiate a contract, I could see it being like a, uh, yeah, like a one-year, say two million, prove it kind of deal. But you still have, uh, you know, Neuvert and um, Elliott under contract next season. Something's going to have to happen there. Uh, the way this team uses goalies, goes through goalies. Might not be crazy to have three guys with, you know, real NHL experience on this team, but uh, I still believe that Michael Neuvert has played his last game for the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, nine games left and 18 possible points. How many do you think we need to secure the third spot at least? Uh, let's check the standings again now. Um what did I think it was Jake said they need uh, 93 points. Uh, I think they need 10. I think they need uh, 95 points, actually. Uh, Jake, I, I think it was Vor Vorchek said they need 92, 93 uh, when he was talking about what they need down the stretch. But uh, I think 95 minimum, uh, 10 points in the last nine games. Uh, yeah, that still doesn't seem like enough. Uh, yeah, 10 minimum. Okay, Rafa with the UBI, who do you put in the lineup for him? I mean, it's going to be a Laterra. Um, I'd like to see – this is where I'd like to see, you know, um, Taylor Lear draw back in, used in a fourth-line role, uses skating with uh, – put him with um, – yeah, bump wheel up to uh, to uh, Philpola and Simmons and then use uh, Lawton, Lawton – Lawton, Lear, and Reed. Um, that's a fourth line. Uh, you just to have some, just to have some skating out there. That's what I would do probably. Amac played a really good game today. Fire away! Yeah, no, uh, there was one like glaring turnover that I was like, oh, just when I was, it was like in my mind, I was like, I'm gonna make sure to mention that Andrew McDonald looked pretty good today. And then like a shift later, he had a glaring turnover, but he made some nice plays today. Uh, getting in on, getting in to start, and then um, get in on that odd man rush. There was a penalty. There was a play he made on the penalty kill. And it's like the play he never makes where someone was bearing in on him and he just stapled him to the boards, 
forced the puck loose and someone else got it and cleared it. Like it was just a good, solid defensive play that it was that's what he's supposed to do. Like these are the things we're told Andrew McDonald does, and we're like, does he though? And it was yeah, I I thought he played a very strong game today. It doesn't make me ha- uh, it never doesn't make me happy to think imagine being Boston and watching TK block shots, rip goals, grind nerves and sock dudes like Oshi. Yeah, I mean they screwed up that draft, but it's not like Boston isn't still good. That's the thing. Is Boston they can win the cup this year. It's totally possible. Just wanted to congratulate Bill on the most epic swag ever. Loving the style, Matts. Had to keep it going. Couldn't do post-game yesterday. Was up in New York City for the parade and everything for the weekend. Got back in time for the game today on post-game. Was like, I'm putting it back on. They won last night. Not to be uh, not to be negative on a great weekend, but Provy has been pretty up and down lately. Cause for some concern. Like I said, turnovers with him don't bother me because he's going to get better at it. I want him. I want him handling the puck. The guys who turn the puck over the most are the guys who handle it the most. Um, I want him handling the puck because he's a really good player. And Ovechkin's going to get behind you. Like, yeah, he needs to get better positioning. He got caught. He was staring at the puck. Ovechkin sneaks in behind him. Nine times out of ten, Ovechkin you know goes outside for the one timer. He stays in, drives. Provorov's looking behind him. All of a sudden, boom. Ovechkin's there for the tip. Again, Ovechkin's 601st career goal. He victimizes everybody. Uh, Team-wise, two shots. That goal was his first one. Um, If you hold Ovechkin to two shots in a game, I'm cool with it. All right. Boston missed on Barzell and TK, but still got the brusque. They did. We do match up better against the Caps than the Pens. Yeah, I especially um, – I think we match up better with the Pens. Um, with Reed in, uh, just because – not that Reed is the best skater in the world anymore, but he's better than Yuri Laterra. Um with the depth they've got now with Sanheim on the blue line, with Manning out, with uh, Haig back. I think they match up better with Pittsburgh than they did a couple of weeks ago uh, just because they can skate a little better and Pittsburgh can skate with anybody. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look at the results this season head-to-head. Flyers are much better matched up against uh, against the Caps than they are the Pens. If they face the Pens, they might want to consider moving Giroux back to center. It's something to toy with, but I can't go away from what's working. And uh going to try to match firepower. Uh, I'm just going to go with that top line. Hopefully our top line can match their top line. And uh, got to put more responsibility on Nolan Patrick's plate. Playoff start. Hey, kid, you're not a rookie anymore. You know, you just played a full season in the NHL. We're in the playoffs now. You're a big part of us getting to the playoffs. You're not a rookie. We have to match you up with Crosby or Malkin. And uh, that third line has to do its thing, play matchups when you're at home, um, not be used as a checking line, especially if it's Philpola. Uh, I assume it'll be, you know, 
once the playoffs start, as long as this Raffle injury isn't a big deal, fill below with Raffle and Simmons. Use them as a real third line, not as your shutdown line against a top two line, uh, and put more on Nolan Patrick's plate because one year with Jake Voracek, and Jake Voracek needs to be out there doing um, doing what he does, and two because your big bodies, uh, your three big bodies who can you know get in on the forecheck, win battles down low, and put goals in, and it's just you need you need to have that matchup so. Uh, I, I consider the idea of moving Giroux back. It's just that this is working, uh, and I don't want I don't want the shine to come off of this year with the uh, with the Giroux comeback story if we move him back to center. Good stuff, Bill. Thanks. I have to go murder my kids. John, don't admit to a crime on the internet. Jesus. Patrick's line destroyed the Broussard line last time. Philpola just couldn't defend Crosby. Yeah, exactly. I won. Uh, and that was, you kind of were hoping, okay, maybe those two things will cancel each other out because Crosby's going to beat whoever. But I think you need to try to match. It's tough. It's tough to put on a kid. But um, you put Couturier on Malkin when he was, you know, the, the same age. So you're not a rookie anymore. All right, everybody, that's about all the time I have for you today. Thanks so much for hanging out. Big win, big weekend, four-point weekend for our Flyers. Uh, we will be recording a new BSH radio tomorrow night. It'll be right here on the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live at uh, 9.30-ish. We like to get started around 9.30, but it's always 9.30-ish. So come and, uh, come and hang out with us then. Thanks for hanging with me today. Have a great week, everybody. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.